Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name is Aaron. And I'm the special guest, Spencer. This week is Silent Running from 1972, directed by Douglas Trumbull, written by Douglas Trumbull. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Ooh, I don't know why I read that. Sorry. Written by Derek Washburn, Michael Semino, 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 and Stephen Bochco, starring Bruce Dern as Freeman Lowell. Cliff Potts as John Keenan. These these people are extraneous. So just Ron Rifkin as Marty Barker, <laughs> Jesse Vint as Andy Wolf, and then uh, should I bother naming the drones? Can you please name the drones for me? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. They're, they're, they're just they're just named as drone, 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 drone. It's Mark Persons, Stephen Brown, Cheryl Sparks, and Larry Wisenhunt. Ooh, is it related to Ken Wisenhunt, the NFL coach? Yes. It is his paraplegic brother. Nice. Former <laughs> coach of Tennessee Titans got fired because he had a. Never mind. Oh, it's in, it's in a sports cast. <laughs> Welcome to the sports cast. We'll be talking about silent running. Uh, so, I don't know much our, about sports. <laughs> as, as you may have heard, we have a special guest this week. It's Spencer Seams. Hey, Spencer. Hey, uh, I'm here. Deal How's with it that. going? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks good to- for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome. I've been yeah. wanting to be a guest for a while. Mm-hmm. I have stuff to awesome. talk about. Sweet. Like silent <laughs> running. Yes. Cool. I have a lot of things I want to discuss with you guys. <laughs> and uh, you're welcome for Doppelganger. Yeah, I was about to oh, say thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was that was definitely a good mind trip. Thank We're you. It's still haunts my nightmares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so upsetting. <laughs> so, <laughs> Silent Running was your pick, sir. Uh, you want to tell us about your history with the movie? I discovered this movie on cable. It was on the uh, on demand under free movies, and I heard about it for a few years. And I was just bored one day. I was like, "This movie sounds interesting." It has Bruce Dern in it, so it has to be pretty good, right? And I watched it. And I was like, "Hey, this is a pretty good movie." That's it. awesome awesome i'd heard about this before too just like one of those science fiction movies that it was casually mentioned as something from the 70s that came out as interesting but nobody really like talked about how it had to be seen or anything like that it wasn't you know it wasn't like a uh, planet of the apes or anything like that it was like it's it's got a very striking cover Mm -hmm. at least the recent version is just Bruce Dern in your face. <laughs> yeah, and it has a very misleading uh, tagline. 
It's like the battle, it? the battle of Earth you fought in space. <laughs> or something ridiculous, <laughs> which is, has, is nothing like the movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. That's almost like a pulp, like, magazine cover or something, you know? The hook, this'll, this'll get him to buy it, yeah. <laughs> but if you buy it for yeah. that reason, you'll be disappointed, because it's, I mean, there's some death, but it's not about, it makes it sound like a Star Wars, not like a yeah. thoughtful, yeah. more uh, heavy-handed movie like it is. Which I don't yeah. mind the heavy-handedness, we'll probably get into that. Yeah. Mm, I don't know what you're talking about. This was a light, light, enjoyable affair <laughs> with go-karts and explosions and, and bunnies. People. Hey, yeah, man. bunnies. Hey, man, I right. dig those go-karts. Don't I thought they us. were cool. I'll say, we were talking about this before we got on. Sarah and Aaron, both both of their parents, like, hid this movie from them. Not literally, like... Yeah, in a way, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, in, like, it, I guess it was kind of like in... Uh, they they hit it in like uh, uh, I don't know what the the reference would be, but it was like right in front of me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, in plain sight. Plain yeah. sight. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, apparently because my parents have a huge like science fiction collection mm-hmm. uh, on VHS, and my dad was like, "It was over there in the corner," because <laughs> I was texting him. Because like, while I was watching the movie, I was just mm-hmm. like, "Hey, Dad. Hey." I was like, "You ever seen this Silent Running?" And he was just like. He texts me back and he's like, have I ever seen Silent Running? <laughs> he's like, how could I be a 70s movie buff and, or you know, sci-fi movie buff and not seen this? He's like, I lost count. And so my reply was just like, well, why haven't I seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, similar situation for me. I texted my mom. I said, what do you think about Silent Running? She just texted back. It's a classic. And I texted her back. So, um... I think I, oh yeah, I was surprised I never saw this. She goes, me too. I'm like, (laughs) well, you probably would have shown it to me. Like, I don't know why, how this one got left off the syllabus of like things I need to know. The syllabus. (laughs) Joel, is that that the same story with you? Your parents uh, hid it from you? I mean, uh, my parents hid it from me in the sense that both my parents very much dislike science fiction movies, (laughs) so. It's like, I didn't, you know, I, I, my my tragic backstory is I didn't even get to watch Star Wars until I was like 16 or 17 at a friend's house. Oh. You just didn't have any of that kind of stuff in the house. Uh, I like, I, I, except for like Flight of the Navigator, because it was Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nothing, you know, my mom didn't watch Star Trek or anything like that. She was, hmm. her favorite movie is uh, Moonstruck. Um, that Nicolas Cage, Cage and Cher. Yeah. It's you know, a good movie. Nick Cage has got that wooden hand. I've never seen it. I've seen the cover. I've seen movie it a few times. Before, so. yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. Doesn't It's not a sci-fi movie. Oh, no, uh, on your Star Wars thing, I never saw the original until two years ago. And I... This is, we're not going to talk about that. They're fine. I should have seen it when I was ten. That's my reaction. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Spencer hates Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I, the only one I like is The Force Awakens. The other ones, it's kind of like, I should have seen the, I should have been forced to watch these when I was 10 instead of reluctantly when I was 22. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, could, I could understand that. Yeah. Well, Force Awakens is pretty awesome. I yeah. agree, man. Yeah. 
It's I, I know second Sarah one likes I saw it. in theaters. I saw oh, Attack of the Clones in theaters, but I have no memory of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I you went into a coma. Sleep and snoring. response to that movie. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that movie. Okay, I don't, let's not talk about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Spencer, do you want to do a quick synopsis of Silent Running? Yeah. Uh, Bruce Dern plays a guy named Freeman Lowell, and he's kind of like the hippie gardener on this, I guess, like corporate spaceship. America uh, Airlines. Like, yeah. Or something like that. Coca Cola. Yeah. It's like heavily branded, branded spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> And um, he works with these three guys that are really that are real jerks to him for no real reason. And um, he they get the, 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 they get the order from American Airlines to say, "Hey, uh, all the all, you know all the plants, the last plants on Earth, just blow them up because we don't need that crap anymore." And he's like, and he goes crazy, like, "Nope, I'm gonna kill these three guys, and then I'm gonna <laughs> raise the." plants forever, and then he kills himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically yeah, it. Yeah, that's it, dude. Oh, man. You have <laughs> succinctly summed up the movie. <laughs> let, let me just, let me just Sorry, say, you say that they don't have a reason to be a, a jerk to Lowell mm-hmm. or to Freeman, yeah. And I kind of disagree with that. Like, uh, like at first I was like, well, these, these a-holes are just riding their go-karts around and <laughs> tearing up his poor, you know, freaking beautiful garden. What a bunch mm-hmm. of jer- disrespectful jerks. And then later we see him playing poker and I'm like, Freeman's an asshole. <laughs> no, I disagree. I disagree. Uh, I, was I think thinking. he's passionate. He's, he's he's very passionate. He's, got, he's a stick in the mud. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. They were disrespectful. It was like it was like he was a nerd and they were the jocks yeah. in space and yeah. they were like a oh, nerd and like oh, smashing his plants and despite, stuff. Despite their jock status. What's the difference between this and this? This one tastes real good. <laughs> You should eat the processed food, nerd. <laughs> None of that organic crap. If I can't dip it in this ranch dressing, I don't want it. <laughs> I like these plastic cubes. Yeah. <laughs> dried creases of... That dude looked really disgusting. It did. Yeah. Look, it looked horrible. Yeah. Back in the 70s, all that food looked... I mean, think, think about the food in 2001, which is 60s, but still, it's like... Oh, like, the plastic. In the beginning, yeah. where they're like the the first space trip, he's like drinking out of like juice boxes with yeah. like different flavors, and then later it's all like solid masses, like a like a five liter bean dip or whatever. <laughs> 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 I guess space space food. Space food. space food's always been generically pretty horrible, which is pretty awesome that Freeman, you know, is growing all these plants and yeah. eating all this produce. He's eating healthy. Yeah, he's growing like a beautiful wonderland that I would I want to live in. You know, as long as there's no a holes riding carts around. <laughs> I don't know, man. I have uh, cou- uh, couch cars in my notes. Couch cars, couch cars. Yeah, yeah I kind of like that. Like, yeah, like totally. <laughs> like some recliner go kart thing. Yeah, going like on. a go kart. When I think go kart, I mm-hmm. think of like you're you're more like leans forward, where that's yeah. like you're you're real relaxed. You can like. 
smoke a doobie or drink or something. It's like recumbent oh. bicycles, like yes, pedaling no, laying down. Those, those bikes where the people are like, pedaling I'm while laying down. I don't know. I, I totally want one, though. Like, yeah. I want one so bad after yeah. seeing that movie. I keep telling you, you're just going to bring tragedy upon your house. That is the <laughs> The, the second parts looked really fun. They did. Yes, yes. But they looked like they were kind of an outlet for, like, frustration or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Maybe the jocks were just having fun. But, like, when he snaps later, <clears throat> he goes crazy on the go-kart, too. Yeah, he did yeah. spin around a little bit in the warehouse there. You're right. uh, he just, he finally let his hair down and went, what's the big deal with these go-karts? And he realizes, oh, this is so down. much fun. Oh, no, do we? <laughs> that's a really sad scene though yeah yeah all those like would he like did he can those robots feel emotion i got the the sense that they they had like emotion chips or something there was some empathy going on there which which also kind of really kind of frustrated me that that they weren't allowed to have like i don't know like an english chip or something, you know? It just seemed like it seemed like they weren't able to, to emote properly to, to their other, you know, shipmates, which well, just seemed so random. Well, I'm going to be a little bit of a Joel here and say, I bet Freeman knew there was like an English chip, that he, but he just didn't want to give them power of speech. Oh, oh my god. Dang. Oh, is that what you were crazy. thinking, Joel? Uh, I was thinking that Yes, but not because he didn't want to, but because it was, you saw whenever he had to reprogram something, he like had to enter each command in with a manual one mm-hmm. finger press at a time. So I imagine that the English one was like super thick and he was like, "Yeah, I'll get to it someday. I got a lot of time on my hands. I'm going to start. I mean, they had like what? The, they could communicate through like a, a little like vent on the side that mm-hmm. like it would flap yeah. up and down. And then there was a front vent that would just kind of open every now and then. So it was kind of like a, like a, whoop, whoop, whoop. yeah, it's like, it's yeah, like, like the, diving, the diving bell and the butterfly. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> but like, he was reacting to it as if like he understood what they were saying. Okay. So okay. it was that, a, was, do you think that's a case of like R2D2 where everyone knows what he's saying? Or do you think as us him kind of looking for companionship? Well, the only, the only, um, <laughs> the only time I ever questioned whether or not he could understand them was during the card game mm-hmm. with with the drones because he he like did shouts it, at them. Sorry, and, uh, did we cover uh, their names yet? We haven't yet. Yeah, we should probably. Should. I, I said Dewey, but I didn't mention that. Yeah, he named them after uh, world famous uh, Siamese twin wrestlers Huey and Dewey, right? Mm-hmm. No. no, no, Joel. What? He named after ducks. Oh, ducks! Disney, <laughs> oh, Launchpad, Scrooge, and, and Magic of the Spell. Ne- Nega oh, duck. No, Nega duck. <laughs> yes. They want yeah, to get dangerous. Yes. <laughs> Do you think Carl Barks got a big fat check after? <laughs> was was he still alive? He was alive. Yeah, seventies. He was alive. He was still writing his. I mean, Scrooge was long dead, but he was—he was right because <laughs> Scrooge dies in the in the duck like chronicle, like family things, right? I don't know. I'm not a duckologist. Sorry, man. <laughs> Get Mike Sterling on the line. Yeah, we need him. We need him. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
So we were saying this was like a coder's uh, movie that like it was for people that write code and understand like how that works because basically he can like design a program from scratch Mm -hmm. and teach the robots to do anything he wants. I did kind of think he was a little bit rude with the robots sometimes. (laughs) No, he was. Now that I think about it, he was rude in general. That's my point. He was. Well, I mean, I mean, well, I think he was this little kind of overly passionate and didn't think of others as much. He was acting like the Bruce Dern from Now. Well, I just got, I got the feeling that he was entirely alienated, up, alienated up there. Yes. Like, I mean, he's he was there for what eight years, right? Something, Something like that, and it, with a rotating cast of like you know knuckleheads. They were coming up and hanging out with them. These jocks are like, yo, nerd, quit playing with fruit. (laughs) I think those guys said they'd been up there for at least two years themselves. Oh, okay. I just think we aren't seeing him in the most flattering light. Like, basically, it's like seeing him after he's had a mental break when they tell him, by the way, plants don't need to exist anymore. We're never bringing them back to Earth. In fact, like, the announcer guy who's, like, telling him that is, like, I feel so bad about this. Like, God bless us all, like, or something like that. God yeah. forgive us. It's one thing to, like, kill off all those plants, which is mm-hmm. terrible, but he's got, like, he's got, like, goats and, or, and like, he's got, like, turtles and birds. And, yeah. Like, wild pandas and an elephant. And I didn't, I didn't see the other ones there. Red pandas and lizards. Unicorn. And, dodo. Yeah. Space Dodo. Definitely the scene where they're jettisoning all the uh, the domes off and they're, they're just like, blowing up is it's it's rough. That's a yeah. rough scene to watch because you're just like because you, it's already established, you know, that these ecosystems have animals and yeah, everything. And it's just like yeah. <laughs> there they go, boom. You know? Yeah, it's, and it's sad. like whoa. don't blow those animals whoa. up. And I probably wouldn't have just thought to myself. I'm going to blow those other guys up. He's waiting for opportunity to do that. Yeah. yeah. Just doing his gardening in his, in his space druid robe. <laughs> well, I can't kill Just chilling there, doing his, doing his gardening. On one of these days, they're going to... Oh, of course he is. I was wondering that the whole time. It feels like, just like, you know, the free ball that... That's why, they, <laughs> that's why they drove those carts by. They wanted to buzz them and see if they'd get his skirts to blow up. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was thinking he was like a monk. Like a space yeah. monk. Space that's monk just like down. in his robes, like meditating. In the... So he's like a Jedi. A space monk. I guess. I guess, yeah. See, Except uh, Joan Baez is constantly. Oh god! <laughs> Dude, those ballads were amazing. <laughs> there was there was a couple moments where I was I was I was cracking up. I was just like I was like yeah. I have the, the lighter out. <laughs> I like seemed- I like the musical interludes. No, me too. I really do. It's it's really goofy. It reminds me of like this one really bad Twilight Zone called Jess Bell. Where there's a musical interlude to tell you what's happening in the plot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that if you ever do like old TV, you should cover it because it involves uh, witchcraft and magic. Nice. And a girl who wants to become a witch, but every night she turns into <laughs> a panther. 
<laughs> I just want to be a witch. Why do I have to be a panther? And I've never explained the whole episode. I can't wait to be oh a witch. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. It's called Jess I want to see it's Jess Bell. It, yeah, Jess Bell. It's okay. uh, Twilight Zone season four when it went to an hour long. Oh, nice. Cool. Oh, nice. no, not nice. Season four is garbage. So <laughs> but anyway, okay. that episode is worth seeing. It's so. It's so stupid. I love it. <laughs> uh, when I was making breakfast this morning, though, Spencer, I was definitely humming some of this uh, <laughs> musical interlude. I think it's kind of a contradiction because you get Joan Baez singing mm-hmm. about like the wilderness and nature and stuff, mm-hmm. and then he just pushes the bomb button and like kills <laughs> his colleagues or whatever. And it's funny that it's like set up this like peaceful utopia that the hippies have and then i was thinking is this like an anti-hippie movie or is it like ends doesn't justify the means or what like exactly uh, i think bruce Dern's supposed to be i guess an anti-hero to yeah an extent. like a wolverine you know well i mean i was i was just one thing i was trying to think of the ethical dilemma you know yeah like it's the last plants on Earth. That's so. it. This is it. You know? <laughs> I killed the guy with the shovel, but these are the last trees. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's ever. Use his corpses. <laughs> that part, when he kills that guy, that is brutal. Yeah, yeah it is brutal. It's a brutal scene. Like, you're not going to take it away from me, mommy. <laughs> what he says. Yeah. I don't know why I went Ronald Reagan there. Uh, <laughs> it's close enough. It's the 70s. <laughs> and he has that little like that little page of like his his mantra or whatever oh, yeah, on the wall. Yeah, what yeah. does it say? Something it, uh, about conser- conservation. I can't conservationist creed or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how he lightly just touches it before he goes to bed. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> that has to that has to be like a real thing from the seventies, right? Yeah, I'm I'm fairly certain I don't that know. was a thing. Well, it just looked way too it, it, appropriate. It probably was after yeah. that if it wasn't before. <laughs> That's I don't know. This is uh, random, but did do you remember seeing a really fat squirrel in one scene? Yes. Yes. Yeah, there was I a fat squirrel. That out. Yeah. I was like, that, guy, that squirrel's been eating way too much. <laughs> so you blow him up. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Attach a nuke to him. <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes. It's like, oh, it's so fat. Look at him. He's not, he's not from this dome. <laughs> like, like the space cubes. We need, we need lots of wild animals for these scenes. So we got these rabbits and we got the, you know, this other, we got the turtles. and so We need at least one squirrel. This is the only one we got. Jeez. Oh, yeah, he only eats Doritos. I kind of like the scene where he's wearing his, uh, his space druid robe. Mm-hmm. And he's just chilling there, and then the eagle lands on his arm. Oh, yeah! I forgot about that! <laughs> That's the scene where I was just like, I was like, you know, this movie's alright. <laughs> That's like as they're blowing it up, isn't there? Uh, or right before they're gonna blow it up? You know, I could, I could be wrong. I could be or wrong. It's like a hawk or something. Is it an yeah. eagle? It's, uh, a, it's a hawk. Yeah. It's a hawk, yeah. Eagle would be bigger. But I, I, he did it a couple times in the movie. Over where the on top. Over the <laughs> yeah. top. No, it, it was awesome. <laughs> Come to me, my animal friends. <laughs> it, it did the uh, whatever that hawk sound is that they use for the ball. Oh, yeah. Too. And Chris Farley's like, <gasps> yeah. just put that hawk noise in, or that eagle noise in. Right, right here. There. Yeah, drop it in. 
You could do an episode where you take the curse words and put the eagle screech. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea. uh, You know, I'm going to have to say, though, I'm kind of impressed um, with the integration of, like, super science fiction technology Mm -hmm. and, like, what must have been at the time, like, appropriate... 70s technology <laughs> like it's a really strange kind of amalgamation of, of like you know this high sci-fi concept and then there's just like you know an average telescope that you would see in like every you know <laughs> and it was kind of I, I kind of really appreciated that I, I like the idea that you know hundreds and hundreds of years in the future or whatever year this okay. movie was supposed to be mm-hmm. that you know you know still have some pretty chillin retro 70s looking <laughs> stuff hanging around <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool this is a weird feature because American Airlines must must be massive, right? I, I would I would have to assume, yeah. It's like it's like become the new Coca Cola in this feature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to look at all the labels. Those are the only two I could recognize. There was American Airlines and there was a Coca Cola thing. And then when he knocks over one, it's just full of dirt. So are they all full of dirt? <laughs> Coca Cola brand dirt. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. Just Maybe for the it's taste composting of it. bins. Oh, oh, they've been composting. <laughs> Coca Cola's become super biodegradable. I don't know. Super fertile dirt. Good, I don't know. Good for you, Coke. You know? It's like potting soil. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's, for the, it's squirrel food. <laughs> squirrel food. Eat that squirrel food. Eat that yeah, dirt squirrel world. And a couple. So, yeah, Huey, Huey Dewey, and uh, oh, Louie dies pretty early. Uh, his name's Louis. Louis? His his family calls him Louie and doesn't appreciate it. Oh, I mm. see. We don't get to find that out. All we got is Louis's foot. Well, I heard, I listened to, I listened to commentary, so I know oh. more. Oh, and, oh. and, and his, no. his relatives were responding. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody... You know, let's let's have a moment of silence for Lewis. I, I kind of like the the awkward hop left and right that these r- drones are doing constantly too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like their like underbelly is like way too low, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're just kind of like awkward. The awkward left right gait as they walk. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's yeah. pretty awesome. It was crazy. Like I was wondering how they did that if they were just using little people, but they weren't. They were, like I said, they were using, like, paraplegic men. It's pretty amazing. It's hmm. just, like, insane. Like, there's a there's a person who so, like, is miss, so there missing was a, part so of there their was body. a person in the robot suits. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and he That's was, like, crazy. moving it with their arms or, or something like that. Hmm. Well, it would, it's it would like be- their arms could be this the foot. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah. That would be difficult. The way they to motioned, maneuver, the way they motioned with their foot, it felt like they were using it as both, you know, hand and foot. So. Yeah. So yeah. It, it would make sense to me, anyways. Ah, just yeah. like the 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 character from Elon Aeon Flux. Remember the the black girl with the hand on her feet. Oh yeah. You know, what I have you never actually seen. Talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, never actually. I've only seen one episode of Aeon Flux. Uh, Don't watch I, the movie because it's really, really, really bad. But I like Charlize Theron. I My like sister. her too, but it's not worth sitting through. My sister told me that's one of those movies that she loves so much she just puts on. I was at her house and like I just saw it by accident the other day because she just put it on, and I didn't want to be like, "This is 
not my cup of tea. <laughs> but um, yeah, I it's, watched all the animated series on MTV when it came uh, out. That was a, wait, was that? I don't know. I'm not sure if I was born yet or not. It's a long, long time ago. I was born '91, so maybe. You would have been we, like just, three. we just used abacus to do math. We didn't have calculators yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had to write all of our stuff into stone because we didn't have paper or pencils. <laughs> Did you also just, enslave dinosaurs to do all your dirty work? It's a they, living. They would just hold my trapper keeper. <laughs> yeah. Dinosaur trapper keeper. It's a manta ray. <laughs> Denver, the last dinosaur. He'd hold my trapper keeper. Hey, and then they, they say, he's my friend and a whole lot more. What's the whole lot more part? <laughs> oh, well, you'll see. <laughs> no, I don't want to know. Just, just wait for an HBO reboot. You'll see. Oh, no! Because <laughs> Stoner High School students are doing things with Denver. Well, Denver's yeah. a bit of a teacher, if you catch my drift. Yeah. Interspecies he relationships. He's been around for a while. He knows some tricks. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, he does! <laughs> How did we end up here? I don't know. <laughs> so when, like, he kills that guy with a shovel because yeah. he he realizes that he just he cannot let go. But then he st- when he takes it a step further and is like, "Oh no, I'm gonna get caught! I better blow those guys up <laughs> in the pod!" And they're like, "Oh, he doesn't even they don't even get a chance." And poor Ron Rifkin is is getting blown up with his friend like. Which uh, one, Ron Rifkin? They Ron all Rifkin. kind of look interchangeable to me. Yeah, well, they are. They're generic white guys. There's a Ron... dude who looked like Speed Racer in the beginning with the scarf and everything. Yeah, yeah. Ron and then there's a bunch of gum, and there's a other one. Ron Rifkin is the only one I recognized from other things. He's like, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. According to the Internet Movie Database, he was in Gotham recently. Oh, fun. He played Father Creel. Gotham is hilarious. It is. It is so hilarious. I watched the first few episodes, and oh, it, yeah. it, it's so... It, I haven't laughed like that in a while. He, he was in that episode of Sex in the City as, like, the magazine owner who, like, he, like, does... He, like, has his pants off for some reason. Oh, yeah. He, like, works at Vogue or whatever yeah, with her, yeah. and... He, she thinks that he's being like kind of fatherly, and then he just randomly doesn't have his pants on. That's oh. right. Ooh, interesting. He's been in all kinds of stuff. Uh, Look, two episodes of The Outer Limits, L.A. Confidential, The Negotiator. Just Outer Limits, the '90s one. Yeah, the '90s. one. I did not recognize one of those guys as being that guy. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was again. Bob Balaban. Then I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> I got all excited. Like, he was in 2010, the year we make contact. <laughs> Isn't Helen Mirren in that? Uh, who? Helen Mirren. Oh, Mirren. Yes, she is. She plays the Russian captain of the uh, the ship that they they take out to Jupiter. Is, well, I was going to cover that movie for a column for Under Nerdy that I decided not to do, called yep. The Hass Sequel, of weird lesser-known sequels. Yeah. Is, it, is that movie still worth watching? 2010? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. It's just not it's not 2001 caliber. I mean, it's got like it's got John Lithgow in yeah. it. It's real good and uh oh. like uh, what's the, the guy the actor from Jaws who I'm suddenly drawing a blank on? Um talking about the captain of the Sequest, DSV? Yes. 
What'd you say? Not Richard Dreyfus. Uh, um, Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider uh, plays a character from the first movie who is only in the beginning of the movie. He's not one mm-hmm. of the two astronauts, and he he I, he does he does Roy Scheider's just a class act. So I I could watch him in anything, even though he's he does some really goofy roles in his lifetime. But I liked it a lot. Is he in 1941? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen that. I'm not very big on the uh, the Spielberg oeuvre, other than uh, the the super famous ones. That was Spielberg's one and only attempt at doing a comedy. 1941. I kind of liked it, actually. What about The Terminal? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? 1941? Oh, 1941. Yeah, yeah, the Terminal. <laughs> Welcome to the 1941 cast. We're talking about <laughs> Steven Spielberg's greatest hits. Uh, <laughs> scene by scene, every episode. <laughs> oh, God, kill me now. <laughs> he's like, okay, so he blows up those guys. That's what I was going to use. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, he doesn't know what to do. He's like on the radio trying to be like, uh, uh, it was an accident. Uh, I don't know what's going on. And I guess he, he assumes he's going to die in the rings of Jupiter or whatever. Yeah. But and then he goes to like an acid trip through space. Yeah. It's That's also something, uh, speaking of 2010, that well, kind of happens there. I think part of it, too, at that point was that uh, Freeman was just dealing with uh, a lot of remorse for what he'd done. You know, again, mm-hmm. the scene where he's driving around with the boogie, the, the go-kart boogie. Mm-hmm. The and boogie. then uh, the boogie on the go-kart. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep going with that. Okay. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, but yeah, you could just tell that, like, because then he kept getting his flashbacks of, like, you know, them flying off and blowing <laughs> up. <laughs> and then, you know, the whole scene, too, where he has the, the, the drones, like, uh, drop the dead. Because eventually, when he remembers the dead body... Is like yeah. out out in, in the garden. and He's just like, "Well, go marry it for me." <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Joe, Somebody Joe, else take care of this. <laughs> Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro go out and bury it while freaking Ray Liotta just stands there, going, "Yeah, that's a good hole. <laughs> good job there." Or or is the or is you know what? Never mind. I haven't seen good. I feel like he just had like a psychotic break, like temporary insanity when he like pushed the button. Well, I mean, when he fought the guy and when he pushed mm-hmm. the button. Yeah. And then afterwards, he was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that. And then, like, he feels like These he has to recover somehow. So he's, like, on the microphone trying to come up with some story. But the weird thing is I didn't know what his end game was. Like, when he was on the microphone making that story up, mm-hmm. I was like, so is his plan to just disappear forever and like live with the plants or I don't think he had an end game. He just wanted to save the plants and then it was like, oh what now? Yeah. You think Al Gore is gonna do this eventually? He's gonna like blow up everybody <laughs> on the planet <laughs> and be like, now I can live among the trees and then realize he made a huge mistake. When he tries to mate with a bear or something, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just I'm making up things as I go. Are you talking about Grizzly Man? Grizzly <laughs> Man. <laughs> that guy did not try to oh mate with a bear. Oh my god! Not yet. That guy had a girlfriend. That was that was crazy. Oh man, have Spe- you seen that? No, I I I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Uh, um, 
but the other the the bear related movie that I want to see is uh, the prophecy from uh, 1979. I just heard about this one. So it's, it's like a horror movie, but mm. it looks pretty exciting. And it has a bear in it. Oh yeah, like some sort of mutated bear thing going mm. on. That's it looks really good. cool. I just found out about this week. So oh, crazy. Only <laughs> the Pooh with his knife collection. I don't know if it really fits the confines of our podcast, but uh, yeah, a customer, Pablo at the store, was telling me about it. If it's got a slightly mutated bear, I think it fits. Oh, cool. Then Pablo (laughs) wants to be on the podcast sometime. All right. Well, Pablo, write your name down. Send in an email. Cool. Uh, Yeah. Like, he does that. He has remorse. Mm -hmm. He gets through the uh, the ice rings Mm -hmm. of of, uh, Saturn or wherever. Yeah. The Grand Punk Railroad. (laughs) <laughs> Magic school bus Everything rides after through the that rings. doesn't feel like it's earned very well. Like well, I just, think it's he, just after that he just goes more and more like just losing it. Yeah. Right. Isolation. And like, yeah. and like it really comes to a head when he's playing poker with the robots and then he starts laughing and then it cuts to this the out exterior of the ship. He just hears laughing. You realize he's the only person there. Yeah, that's really scary. Yeah, you draw a face on one of those cantaloupes and talk to that. Come on, I mean, there's animals. You could talk to the animals. I talk yeah. to my he animals talk all to the time. It's not crazy. He, he does talk to his hawk friend, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hey, hockey, how's it going, Hawkman, Hawkmeister? Yeah, I think he goes. Uh, what science calls full nut bar. It's <laughs> <laughs> space madness. He's playing. Sarah has two psych- psychology degrees, so she, she's allowed to say this kind of stuff. He kind of no, is like the eco-terrorist no, poison ivy of, you know, <laughs> minus all the gas bombs and every, you know. Yeah, if he was wearing a uh, ivy bikini, I, I, you know, I'd be able to forgive him. <laughs> That's what he should have done. he'd be wearing an ivy banana hammock. Nobody <laughs> Nobody else is on the ship. He should have, should have just been naked running around. Like, I mean, he was naked before wearing his yeah. robe. Yeah, I mean, he's wearing a robe. <laughs> you know, might as well go the full measure here. Yeah. I mean, the Why robe do you want to see Bruce Stern naked Bruce, so bad? <laughs> all I'm saying is, Bruce Stern, show us what you got. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. 1972 Bruce Stern. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh uh-uh. uh. Let me see. Let me see where Laura, Laura came I realized from. Uh, he's always had kind of a weird voice. Yeah. Because yeah. like I, I'm used to his more recent stuff like Nebraska and Hateful Eight, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, he has kind of a weird old man voice. And watching this, like, oh, he's always had kind of a weird voice. <laughs> a weird <laughs> old man voice. I mean, like, like, he's always sound like an old man. You know, when like in his forties. He talks from like the back of his, the top back of his mouth, like kind of nasally. I wonder if that's yeah, like a, always... if that's like an accent or something from where he comes from, or if it's like a like a country thing or something. But like, yeah, he does sound a little bit like when he's telling the when he's talking to the drones about mm-hmm. playing cards. There's like a moment where I was like, that sounds exactly like when he was in Big Love, <laughs> <laughs> like exactly. You gotta. It's weird his daughter didn't pick up that accent. Laura Dern. Yeah, that's true. She picked up a cool accent. He's from Chicago, Illinois. Hmm. Hmm. Illinois, whatever. 
It's a lot of Illinois when you go to Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Dern was born to Chicago to Gene and John Dern, an attorney and a utility chief. Ooh, so interesting. Okay. <laughs> Put that down now. So he's got he's got space madness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He thought he was going to die, and so it wasn't a big thing, anyways. But he ends up surviving. Mm-hmm. Did he program the robots before the uh, the funkadelic uh, ice train thing going on? Railroad. Yeah, I yeah. think he might have. Yeah, because I feel like because like, all the other dudes just ignore the robots completely. Right. It yeah, was, it, it was very minute, but. After after the <laughs> shovel fight and after he blew up his front, his the other dudes. Yeah, um, after, he, yeah, after he talked to the mission controller, he like tourniquets his, his leg because he sustained oh, a wound, right. and so mm-hmm. and so oh, while yeah. he's while he's pulling the whole Han Solo like trying to say everything's everything's fine down here, everything's great on this sector. Hi, how are you? <laughs> you know, pull, pulling that move on, on him. conversation. Anyway. <laughs> um, well, you know, he's just bleeding out essentially, so he like. Hobbles over, yeah. hobbles over to the uh, the, the microscope, uh, in uh, microscope uh, a chip programmer thing, and yeah, writes mm-hmm. the code to he have spends, a surgery performed. <laughs> yep, he spends seven hours individually putting each of the <laughs> binary <laughs> commands into the thing. Yep, and yep. puts it into Huey. He's like, "All right, fix my leg, you little." <laughs> so he shows he shows that yeah, yeah, programming is definitely is something he can do. Yeah, it reminded me when I used to make games on the TI-81 calculator. It was just as tedious. <laughs> Damn it, cartridges. Drug war. <laughs> and then, like, they end up finding him. Like, that was that was the surprise part for me. I mean, it's initially... It's like, uh-oh, Dad caught me. <laughs> <laughs> They're throwing all the beer cans. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. Busted. <laughs> well, his comment where he was just like, "Why would you even? Why? Yeah. How did you get here? Why to would find you even me? find me? <laughs> yeah. Um, Why well, did you give up on me? Like I thought. Yeah. This, like su- initial surprise, I thought was like excitement that he was going to see humans again and like be a part of the society. I was wrong. But it was um, corporate, and the corporate was like, hey, did you kill all the plants yet? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's great. You're still alive. Uh, you should have blown up all those cabbages. I mean, we don't need them anymore. It makes it gassy. No one wants that. So, so right before they find them, he has that whole freak out about, like, the plants are dying. Oh, yeah. Why didn't he know <laughs> what was going on? Well, I mean, I think it goes back to what you're saying about the space, space madness. madness right? You know, I, I think that's what it is. I guess. I think you're right. partially that and partially like it's, that's the one for me that's the one error of the script of like him not realizing plants need light. Light. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working with plants for eight years and I know them <laughs> like the back of my hand. Uh, they don't need water. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, at the is- same time I feel like he's a didn't know what to do for a while, so it's kind of like I don't know. Maybe he's more concerned about surviving and hanging out with robots. <laughs> yeah, I thought they, they were going to be creative and be like, "This is the first time he's experiencing the concept of autumn." Like because 
he's never lived on Earth, so seasons were never a thing. And I thought it was going to be like this beautiful reveal, like, mm-hmm. and he, he was going to be on the ship for a couple more months while the seasons actually changed in you know in this chamber for him. But no, no, he just he just forgot to turn the lights back <laughs> on. <laughs> forgot the sun was necessary. <laughs> so the three other jerks that he killed. Yeah. Um, they talk about how Earth is now 75 degrees permanently and, like, there's no more poverty, no more blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That, so, that so, sounds, like, part of that to me sounds like living in L.A. It's always 75 degrees. I wish it was 75 degrees right now. Anyway, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like 90 plus. No, yeah, I mean that's that's yes, you're the imaginary life that that uh, people think California is charmed like. Californian life. <laughs> yeah. No, but I I think it is that way because, like, I remember I was visiting my best friend in um, the UK once, and it was summertime, and we went to the ocean. This is probably in like Southampton or something, and it was like horrible weather cloudy everybody was wearing their galoshes which they call wellingtons there and um it looked really bad and i i said why are we at the beach today and she goes this is the only summer we're gonna get (laughs) like so we decided to go to the beach while it's summer so like it's kind of like even though as californians we see like and it's kind of a crappy day for the beach. Like, if somebody was visiting here, they'd be like, mm-hmm. look, you live in walking distance to the <laughs> ocean. It's right there. It's gorgeous. Like, let's go out there. Like, I think that we take it for granted. Oh, yeah. Is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I don't know how to swim, so I won't do that if I live there. <laughs> I tell people I don't know how to swim, so I have an excuse not to uh, to do things like that. <laughs> yeah. I was fine. I loved the beach. I loved the ocean. And then recently I started having these nightmares about a giant tidal wave coming just from the coastline right there <laughs> oh, and just man. going over my whole Blue house. Space. <laughs> I don't know why. Did you watch Armageddon? <laughs> Did you watch... Um, no, it's weird. I don't know. Maybe it's because they posted impact? all those tsunami <laughs> warning signs that you never used to see around um, yeah, here. Yeah, it looked like a like a figure just like running for their life away from a giant wave. <laughs> so uh, before we go too crazy, <laughs> off and off Sorry. into our own little spaces, uh, let's talk about uh, practical stuff. The the practical effects. What what do you guys think of that stuff? I love it. It looks it actually looks real. It's yeah. not like a like a bad like Zack Schneider movie where it's like. It's just a or a video game. It looks like like it's actual physical stuff that people are interacting with, so that adds a layer of like this quality over it. Even though some of it looks real plasticky and goofy, it's still a physical, real item that is you know not just a crappy CGI thing. That's you know the practical stuff just just does not. In my opinion, wear out its its uh, the the quality of how it looks like a any PC you know <laughs> Photoshop robot would have by mm-hmm. 
you know, something made in the 90s, and if we watch it today, oh, that looks terrible, with the exception of Jurassic Park. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate the models that they use in this movie a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, it looks, like you said, Spencer, it looks like something that's real. You know, yeah. it's like, charming. It looks too. like a ship. Yeah. <laughs> it seems. It seems. Um, uh, I don't know how to put it. I'm sorry. Just looks good. Um, yeah. Yeah. It looks like, like. I guess I was thinking about like how they have puppets and things and mm-hmm. Jim Henson stuff. That there's some there's some textural quality to the fact that it looks real, like something you could interact with and touch, that um, just, I think, goes way above and beyond what CG can do. Yeah, it shows, like, extra effort, which I think translates to quality. Yeah. Yeah, they had, they had to deal with what they had to, you know, the, what the stuff that they had. And I don't, you know, so far in our movie-watching adventures, I really haven't seen any practical stuff that I was like, ooh, that looks bad. Even that movie that was, like, low budget that we watched uh, a couple weeks ago um, with David, Space Raiders, it -hmm. had some practical stuff in there that is like, yeah, that's that's still looking pretty good. Mm -hmm. Purple scarf and everything, yeah, real nice. Uh, Like, the spaceships... (laughs) That's what your takeaway was. (laughs) (laughs) The spaceships that they had, you know, as models out there, Mm -hmm. they didn't look as good as, like, say, 2001, but I feel like that was a budgetary thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Alien. When did Alien come out? 78, 79? Yeah, five years down the line. Yeah, I think I remember saying, like, when did Star Wars come out in relation to this? And thinking, like... 77, so, Mm -hmm. like... Five yeah, I later. thought it looked really good for being like, like five years ahead of Star yeah. Wars. And Luke, Lucas blew everyone away. Yeah, with, definitely. With his, the his amount of, of fidelity in his stuff, so he was going above and beyond what even was the norm. Yeah, you know, Harryhausen was rolling over in his grave, <laughs> except he was still alive. So, no, I mean, I don't really know what else to add about the practical effects, but I mean, other than what about the it's like, just, it's great. It's great to see. Interior of the ship, the the yeah. androids. Well, again, I love that, uh, that. That. Oh, go ahead. Well, I had one kind of not complaint, but one one thing that really makes it that's kind of odd thing about the movie. The geography of the ship doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Because of like where the biodomes are, it's kind of like. You'd have to be driving at like a ninety degree angle to reach it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's a lot of weird yeah. geography. They didn't see when it came to like gravity and all that stuff. They didn't mm-hmm. mess around with that. Like when he's on the outside of the ship, there's absolutely no difference in his movement <laughs> from when he's inside the ship. It's just like he's wearing a helmet so he can breathe, but otherwise it's like. But I think that the ship must have been massive because I think that's what the the actual purpose of those go karty type things was. Uh, couch cars, yeah, the yeah, couch cars. yeah. <laughs> recliner, recliner <laughs> cars. Lazy boys, lazy boys. Swept up lazy boys. Let's talk about that now, if we can. The uh, lazy boys, <laughs> the the couch cars. Mm-hmm. Aaron is saying, oh, I want one of those. And we're all like, yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. But when he, when it, when those guys do it in the beginning, 
we're like, mm-hmm. oh, those guys are a holes, you know. They're just they're having a good time. It looks like fun, but they're rolling all over his garden. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like the the film is literally literally like you try to have fun like those guys, and this is what you get. You <laughs> almost kill one of your companions because you know, he slams into oh, Dewey, yeah. hmm. and like temporarily, I, Dewey is like irreparable, right? <laughs> And he has to do surgery on them this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was a nice little uh, flip. Yeah. yeah. It's called good screenwriting. Aaron, can you, can you write, can you draw us a picture of uh, the, uh, one of the nephews having to get surgery done? Uh, <laughs> one of the nephews. <laughs> well, I, um, one actually, of one of my nephews. <laughs> I, I left my notes, but I totally had drawn one of the robots while oh we were. Oh my God, I want to see. While we were, uh, while I was just watching the movie. Can you take a picture you of know what? Yeah, For I'll, our I'll brand, you. you should share that oh, on the Facebook page. Don't worry, brand. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> like, share, subscribe. You get a, you know, every time we get a click, we get a little bit of that sweet cheddar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some of that mild cheddar and the medium. We don't we don't Orga- like the sharp <laughs> Organically <laughs> designed uh, strategic marketing. <laughs> okay, I just remembered something. Later in the movie, uh, Freeman is eating the artificial f- food at he one is, point. Isn't yeah. He? I wonder why. Maybe the plants were dying. It was yeah. it around that? Yeah, no, that was that was the reveal. That was yeah. the reveal was yeah. he was like, oh, I'm starting to eat this crap, you know, and he yeah. goes to throw it away and he walks out to the garden yeah, and that's where he finds that all the plants are dead. Go yeah. no. That was it's the almost reveal. like he forgot about the plants. Dewey's holding a flamethrower. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> mental state was, was definitely all over the map. Oh, this he poor yeah. guy. Dewey singing out, this has only brought us pain. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought the reveal was going to be that the guy that he hit with the shovel at that point. Yeah, I thought that the guy he hit with the shovel, really not dead, oh. seeing this guy going crazy mm. everywhere. So that, and then so when he goes back into the garden, everything's all kind of like falling over. I thought he was just like taking revenge. That's like, like mm. half of his face is missing. Yeah, like yeah. That. You've made a slightly more interesting movie. What's that movie where? What's that movie where the guy runs away from the like utopia or whatever? He's like on the on the fringes, and there's like that's this garden, the, and the old man. That's is there. what we were just talking about. Uh, the, uh, Logan's Run. It's Logan's Run. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What's what does the robot say? Are you talking about um, something and something? In I thought that it was going to be some yeah. kind of weird ass Logan's Run <laughs> kind of thing at the end because oh. of like I don't know. I it kind of reminded me of that maybe just because of the nature and the time it was made in, but, um, and the free spirits <laughs> that <laughs> become not so free, like the old become man, not such a free spirit. Old man with his ship pulls up and he's got a bunch of cats and they kill the animals in the garden. Right. That's doesn't the old man have a bunch of cats in the living room? Yeah. Yeah. I think he did. Yeah. He had an army of cats. Uh, I've never seen another person. But they before. like escape through this like is a my waterfall friend, Mr. or Tinkles. something. <laughs> yeah. They swim through the pipes. And yeah. yeah. So they That's how they get out. Cave. Sorry. What are you talking about? Logan's, Logan's Run. Run. Have you not seen Logan's Run? No. It's good. Aww. Watch it. I so almost bought the so book good. a while ago, but okay, so good. that's cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. We'll have to have you back on to watch Logan's Run. Yeah, totally. Well, yes. I have another movie in mind I'm going to come back for. Yeah. What? Oh. Um, The Face of Another. I've I, seen that movie. It's so good. I haven't. The I Japanese haven't. movie? Yes. 
Oh yeah. Yes. We had to talk about that. Totally. Tashigahara Hiroshi. Yeah. He, he, that guy had a very interesting career. And this, I think, is his best movie. I really like that movie. And then at the end, all of a sudden, there's a random naked lady. And uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we can we can do we can plan we'll talk, for this later. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. You don't like random naked ladies, Joel? No, I do. <laughs> this, this movie, it's like kind of out of place to have like a random naked lady. Yeah, it is. It, it just. It, it, yeah. It's, okay. It, fine. It fine. <laughs> Out of context, I understand. I, I know nothing. I, I didn't expect any. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so he he cripples his friend. He mm-hmm. semi repairs him. The robot. Then later, he, the plants are dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He goes and he gets. Does he get contacted and then he realizes the lights need to be put up, or is it the other way around? It was uh, he during- gets contacted and they say something, something the sun. He's like the sun, oh, and like then a, he realizes yeah. the light. <laughs> he talks to Wilson and he's like, "Light bulb, <laughs> oh, you idiots!" <laughs> yeah, and then I was sure that you know he was going crazy because he couldn't talk to anybody. And mm-hmm. he was going to try to get onto their ship or whatever. And I was like, well, what's he going to do with the plants? So he shoots the plants off, mm-hmm. and, right? And launches himself. them away by themselves so that they can be oh, maintained. Right. Yeah. And with, then, the, with the robot. Yeah. With, with uh, Huey. And then instead of getting picked up by the earthlings, <laughs> he blows thing. himself up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the no, humans. Not one. Not two. We're talking like four nukes or whatever. <laughs> like right in front of him. Like, this will do it. <laughs> okay, here, I'm, I'm make sure I'm dead. Obviously that moment is is kinda kinda crazy and you can kinda understand why it happens. And then we got the Joan Baez song going, which adds this this almost haunted feeling to it. But mm-hmm. my question is, why didn't he leave the other robot with the, the other robot? Yeah, he said he said that he was the, too. Go ahead, sorry. Well, he said it was too damaged, but at the same time, yeah, it could have helped. Yeah, well, he didn't even need to help. What about if he believed these robots like had personalities? Think, why wasn't he like, oh, you get to keep your friend here, but he can't help you? Maybe he can't see the like innate like um, necessity for technology. He's like so opposed to it because oh. he's like into mm-hmm. nature. That he like his humanity like cuts off when it comes to like the electronics or something. But he's realized the innate need for companionship. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think he didn't want to die alone. Oh, that's true too. Oh, maybe. I didn't. Th- I think he didn't want to oh, die. He should have. Which got is also kind of selfish. All the animals. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh no. Can't, um. So the message of the movie. It's not exactly subtle. <laughs> right. Uh, did, what are you talking did, about? Did it bother you at all? Is how like in your face it was. No, I'm, personally, I'm sure. I don't really mind it. But I'm not that might really be, sh- it might be biased because I agree with it. Yeah, for the most part, I'm not really sure it gets across the message the way. Yeah. It what should. is? What do you think the takeaway, like moral of the story, would be? Yeah, I think it's just like we need to protect plants in the environment. The end. 
<laughs> yeah. Even if we have to kill people, we need to protect plants in the. Earth. I never thought that far into it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that the moment the moment where he's about to go into Saturn's rings, right? He's already killed everybody. Right. The he's, Grand he, Funk Railroad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it's, it's it's slightly suggested by Earth that. You should probably commit suicide. Yeah, he does say that. He's oh, like, yeah. yeah that's, he's like, this yeah, is an option, you know? And like, he says, I don't ever do that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I could do that. My daughter, Laura, will be really but disappointed. Then, <laughs> but then, you know, at the end of that conversation is, is that the, uh, you know, Houston, whatever you want to call it, Earth, con- American Airline Command <laughs> Console Coca-Cola dude is just like, he's like, you know, you're the greatest American. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're the greatest American that's ever been. He's you like, know? I know you're gonna die soon from going over those rings. American. I just want you to know, if I was there, I'd beat you off. Oh my god! Yeah, because I respect you, sir. Yeah, it's an American. like the Russian uh, cosmonaut in episode Adventure Brothers. <laughs> yeah. So. Where did this patriotism come from all of a sudden? I mean, because he's all in corporate America. Yeah, I do, I do agree with you. I do agree with you, though, Spencer, that I think a lot of people don't take environmental issues, uh, you know, all that too seriously. So, yeah. No, I, I I like the message as well, but I mean, the, the murder behind everything kind of, <laughs> kind of kind of muddles it a little for me, anyways. A lot of bombs <laughs> dropped. <laughs> yeah, I I think for me the message wasn't clear. I thought it was like. Even a hippie can get like twisted with violence or something. Like <laughs> I don't know. I you guess drop enough acid and all <laughs> the plants can talk to you. I just thought. I mean, it must be what you're saying. It's supposed to be because otherwise, I don't understand why the music is the way it is. So I'm, I'm yeah, thinking the, the music this makes. I like the soundtrack a whole lot. Yeah, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. really. It's haunting, but in kind of like a positive way. Yeah, yep. I think it, those it, it, uh, it lingers. Those songs, you know, like a ninety song. Yeah. yeah. What? No, no, not cranberries. Do you uh, have to? Yes. Do you have to let it? Um, Listen, in the middle, in middle school, I thought that song was about farts. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? So the the music, the way they uh, use the uh, music, Joel, Joel, it's in your head, Joel. Uh, explain. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have to let it linger? I, I don't have to spell this out for you. It's about, you know, I was such a, I was such a fool for you. I'm guessing those you are the only words you know of the song. Did you have to let it linger? Yes, the, those are the only words I know. <laughs> and continue to know. <laughs> oh, God. I'm a fool for you. What is that? <laughs> you know. Like he was like, this time I'm gonna eat broccoli. I promise I won't fart. See, okay, okay. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Okay, let me get back to what I was saying here. The music reminds me of the way music is used in The Graduate, where it's basically just the three songs used over and over again, almost to a comical effect. And mm-hmm. it's like th- this. This movie made me laugh out loud sometimes because the, all of a sudden Joan Baez was in there. Singing the folky, like uh, all about the the environment in the plant song. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it was like beautiful, but I like I like that. I like the way the music is used in the movie. It reminded me of Carol King singing about Carol a lot. No, don't get that song stuck <laughs> in your head again. 
Kerala. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Kerala. Four is the feelings, Kerala. Okay. I remember that part where, where Bruce Dern sings a Smokey the Bear song. I. Are you making a joke? I don't remember. No. <laughs> he's like, um, he's at the oscilloscope. Don't, that is. Yes, I know. It's, it's like the lines across with the. Yeah, that, that's a sine wave. Yeah, it's going. I took electronics. I know these things. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's and he's singing like this, like Smokey the Bear song to himself. Huh. That's hmm. cool. I, I guess I. I forgot. feel like I missed that. I'm gonna yeah. have to watch it again, again, again. Aaron, you look like you're gonna say something. I I don't have anything profound to say. Get out of here. I he had a lot of patches on his uniform. Oh. Like a, a ton of them. I we, wanted that outfit. Awesome. I wanted that <laughs> yeah. so bad. We didn't talk about the fashion. Let's, no. Let's talk oh, yeah. about this. Okay, so the zip up. This is like, this is the kind of thing that I love. It's, it's like um, a mechanics like work yeah. outfit. We've talked about a this onesie. before. Yeah. And the patches on his were so perfect. I mean. You get, you get a little uh, Canada leaf on one of them. Maybe. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the maple leaf, but it was it, it to me. It, it was like a cannon leaf. Yeah. yeah. I like to believe it was the contrast of the colors on the patches to the color of his zip-up suit. I mean, I guess I should just call it a jumpsuit or something. Um, yeah, jumpsuits are onesies for adults. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of thing that seriously I've seen on Etsy for like. Mm-hmm. Three hundred dollars oh, easily, wow. like because wow. it's all like memorabilia out with patches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. dorky, but I like it. That sounds cool. They look comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Unless they have to like poop or something, then it's like, oh damn it! Yeah, take it. I mean, it's like, it. that's because you you train you train yourself to get out of that suit. That's well, like any girl that's worn a one piece bathing suit knows <laughs> it's, it's a project. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And when I wear my, one, my onesie pajamas, you know. I, I do own a, a couple onesie pajamas. So. I know you do. You adorable <laughs> little child. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, yeah. Anything else major you guys want to say before? I think everything, everything, yeah, I'm done. It's cool. It's great. Good. Great movie. Thank you, Spencer. Yeah, thanks a lot, Thank Spencer. you so much. We enjoyed it. Oh, you're welcome. So we all recommend it for the most part? Yeah, oh, I yeah. recommend totally. it. Totally. Yeah, I think that it's you gonna be should on get my kids super syllabus. baked. I mean, you should bake a super good pie and then watch it. Yeah. I don't smoke pot. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Great movie, good times. Uh, let's 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 wrap this up here. Okay. Uh, so, if you uh, listener, if you want to email us any of your suggestions or any comments about the movies, uh, we just released an episode <clears throat> On our top five sci-fi movies the last ten years. I don't know if you saw that, Spencer. You said you listened to it. I listened to it. Oh, okay. I always said before we recorded. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I I would love to get people send in their top fives, I, and we could read those. That'd be great. But uh, if you want to send in stuff like that, we're at please don't podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can, subscribe, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Like us on our Facebook page. Uh, that is facebook.com slash pdsmios. Uh, if you subscribe to us on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a star rating or a review because that 
helps with our visibility. The more listeners we get, the more questions we get, the more awesome movies we get to talk about. That's what we're looking for. And, uh, you know, besides just ratings and stuff like that, tell a friend. Tell your mother. Tell your sister. Tell my sister. She doesn't listen. Any help we can get, I appreciate. <laughs> right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. So, before we wrap up, I want to talk about the lessons that you learned oh, yeah. from silent running. Now, who wants to go first? Fine, I'll go first. <laughs> uh, I learned that uh, you should eat organic and don't uh, use couch cars because they'll make you a jerk. It's pretty true. That's, that's a good, good lesson. Yeah, absolutely. And also watch Doppelganger. Yeah, yes, good, good, we good life lesson. I think I learned from this movie that if you're going to go out, blow yourself up with four nukes. At least four nukes. <laughs> Any less, and then you're just not doing it right. That's right. We're, t- we're talking, start another, uh, you know, big bang right there. Cool. Yeah. Another galaxy. Sarah, you got anything? Sometimes a movie might seem like it's all about nature, but you're just going to be, like, staring at a fake spaceship for the whole time. C plus. I feel like other people go into it's the other way around. It's like sometimes you think a movie's going to be about spaceships, but you're just going to be staring at a garden the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. My lesson is that if you kill somebody in a fit of rage, you probably should remember to bury the body. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. It was like so, it's just like, like a like, room he hadn't gone into. Afterthought, it's like, it's such a passing out. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. Oh, that corpse is still there, huh? Red Jeez. jumpsuit guy. Where, where's the manual that tells me how to program these these robots to cover up a, a murder? <laughs> and every every old man you see might have looked like Bruce Dern when he was younger at one point in his Ooh, life. Handsome. Just think about that. Like all these normal looking old people. He used to look like Bruce Dern. I work on old folks' home, so it's fun to met. <laughs> You're just staring at him. <laughs> he used to be semi-attractive. <laughs> I didn't know that. How did he look with almost not shoulder-length hair? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week, folks. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, next week, we're going to be watching The Tenth Victim, which is recommended to us by Spencer oh, to continue yeah. uh, Spencer you, Month. Have you joined Thou? Uh, Fandor? No, I've I've acquired the movie through devious ways. <laughs> and by devious, oh, I mean a DVD like from Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, Fandor is like Netflix but with artsy movies, Ooh. and that Tenth Victim was on there, and it has a bunch of uh, Dolomite movies starring Rui Ray Moore. Cool, always fun. And you find a lot of interesting stuff on there. There's like Soviet um, uh, animations, animation shorts from the forties. Cool. That's gross. And there's like this weird <laughs> Russian short using um, dead cockroaches as puppets from 19, oh my God. 1915, I think it was. Slightly repulsed, but also interested. So, listen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sorry. No, I, I, I want to know now. Fandor.com Fandor really slash Spencer to get a discount. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Spencer, did you want to plug anything before we take off here? 
I should have asked you like, when I was plugging. I like to plug my uh, monthly, well, now every other month, column at Ryan with Nerdy called This Seems Interesting. Uh, I have other writing projects to work on, so I cut back on that one. But or This Seems Interesting is history stuff. Just like uh, history stuff. It's stuff in history that you don't really hear about in school. Like, I talk about a lot of uh, African and black history and women and this not American history that most people here won't really, uh, you know, know about. Cool. Very cool. cool. And uh, next week, actually, when this episode releases, our episodes of the As If podcast are going to be coming out. Sarah, me, and Spencer covered uh, minutes 7 through 11, I believe. Something uh, like that. And uh, that is a minute-by-minute analysis of the movie Clueless. And you should subscribe to that because uh, already the new the episodes that have come out are just like super fun to listen to. Clueless, good movie. Totally. Recommend all around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So until next week's folks, take care of yourself and try not to blow up any gardens. We'll see you later. Bye. 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 Happy design.